been hating a lot. Cause I'm putting change in the pot. They hoping and praying I stop. Don't want me swerving to drop. Grind for whatever I got. Bitch, I'm the cream of the crop. Welcome everybody to your first episode of your new basketball podcast. I think I know basketball. I'm your host, Marquise, along with my co-host, Kyrie. What's good, Kyrie? What is going on, man? Dude, I'm so pumped. It's, it's, Listen, a, it's about time. It's been a wild-ass offseason. Yes. I mean, since the—first off, let's just, let's just start at the end of last season. Not even at the, at the final series. Okay. I want to bring it back to Kawhi hitting the shot over the Sixers. Oh, my God. That now, w- when, he, when he hit the shot over the Sixers, did you think that they was going to win the championship? That the, the Raptors were going to yes. win the championship? Yes. No, man. No. I got. I have to. I have to be completely honest with you. At that point, I was still like a hundred percent Golden State when when the finals started. Yep. Even knowing that KD was hurt and might miss a couple of games, I was still like Warriors in six. So, you felt that the Warriors was going to win in six with KD hurt. Yeah, I did. Man, I, I did not. I did not see that coming. I did not see it coming at all. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's well, a very interesting take. Well, we talked about it at the time. It's, yeah. just, it's just been a while. But mm-hmm. I was just like, you know what, man? I've seen this movie too often yep. where you think the Warriors might be a little vulnerable. And then they come up with those like third quarter runs where they like hang 17 points on you in like three minutes. All right. All right so quick, quick question. So after game three, right, when the Raptors, this is the finals, the Raptors are playing the Warriors, game three. The Raptors at that point was showing that they could withstand the third quarter rush that the Warriors would do. Did you still feel that way? Oh no, man! By, After, so by game, so going into the series, going you felt, into going into the series, mm-hmm. I was just like, man, Golden State's going to find a way. By the time we got to Game Three, I was like, nope, Raps winning this. Okay, I was so, like, I was like, we're done. So KD's injured, Clay Thompson injured. Toronto Raptors are your 2019 NBA champions. Now we're going to fast forward off-season. How do you feel about the off-season? There's a lot of shit that happened. I mean, I'm swearing, but there's a lot of things that happened over the off-season. What, what was the most surprising thing to happen over the off-season to you? Well, okay, it was, it was kind of two things, right? Okay. The fact that Kawhi went to the Clippers and brought Paul George with him. That was crazy. The that fa- was nuts. To actually get the Clippers to trade for Paul George and set up, and, you know, we'll talk about it, but... In my opinion, ooh, it's close. It's real mm-hmm. close for the best one-two punch in the league. Because yeah. you know because you know the other one. But yeah. well, What's but, the other one? What's the other one? Just drop it I now. Mean, Just I mean, drop it's got to be LeBron and AD. Man. Oh, my God. It's got to totally. be. Well, listen, the one thing for me that was the most surprising was, and it, it, it kind of tags on to what you're talking about with Kawhi, was when it was revealed that Kawhi actually recruited Kyrie and Kevin Durant as well. And then those two guys ended up in Brooklyn after all of the hoopla during the season with the video of them talking backstage at the All-Star game. And here we are, Lord and behold, exactly what everybody thought was going to happen happened. What's surprising to me is that he tried to recruit them and didn't get them. And that just proves that they had it planned, Kyrie and KD. That's a really interesting point. And first of all, the NBA rarely disappoints. There's always drama. But I just feel like there's a certain level of you expect craziness to happen, but when it happens, you're like, okay, no, but really? Mm-hmm. And that's how I felt about Kawhi and the fact, really, that the the Lakers, they actually did trade for AD. Because I thought 
that the Pelicans were hell-bent on not letting AD get into the Lakers' hands. And finally, they were just like, whatever, man. We're, se- see- we're selling the farm. See, I've seen it. I feel like LeBron gets what he wants. Sometimes. All the time. When has he not gotten what he wanted? In terms of players, he, he does kind of have a way of getting what he wants. That's what I'm saying. So, he gets, yeah, we're talk, in, in, we're ter- in terms of the end result. Yeah. He, I was mean, gonna, yeah. he was going to get AD. He was going to get AD. Now... They, but it was still it was still up to the Pelicans, and the fact that it did feel inevitable. The, in, oh wait, in, the only thing that made me think that they wasn't going to get him was Lonzo. I mm. thought that the Lakers weren't going to give up Lonzo. Because like I, I thought that they would give up Ingram, Brandon Ingram, yeah, but they would keep Lonzo. I thought they wanted to keep him because once Kuzman started balling last year, it was a dub. Uh, like it was a dub for Brandon Ingram. I keep yeah. telling my boys that, like, listen, Kuzman took his spot. Brandon Ingram's nice, but. He's still trying to figure out how to how to play. score. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. He's, play his game. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He can't play his game in a league. He can't because he's not a three point shooter. I, but he's I, also I, he has also he hasn't been put in a position to win. Yeah, as a, as an individual, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like he hasn't been put where they're putting the pieces around him. That's actually a point. Did you see Draymond Green talking about this in regards to Marquise Chris? No, I didn't. So okay. Draymond Green was asked about Marquise Chris, who's now on the Warriors, and actually they just waved Alfonso McKinney to make some room for Marquise Chris to make the the lineup. And people were talking about it like, oh, yeah, like, you know, what do you think of him? You know, he didn't really do that well in his first couple of years, and now he seems to be playing well for you guys. And Draymond Green went off on these, like, bottom-dwelling franchises. I'm not a huge Draymond Green fan. I just want to just point out, I'm not a huge Draymond Green fan. But go ahead, keep no, that's, no, that's fair. That's fair. But, but he went off on, like, these bottom-dwelling franchises that are constantly getting top-five picks in the NBA draft and having all these picks continually fail and then recycling and getting the next top pick and the next top pick and not turning them into winners. And basically, he's like, everybody wants to blame the player. The player sucks. Get rid of him. Start over. It's not our problem. It's their problem. And basically, he's like, nobody blames the franchises for being terrible and for not putting these these kids in the Giving best the players position what they need. Hmm. And, then, and then you hmm. go and you chew up a kid and you spit him out and go get another one and you wonder why you continually suck. I guess. I mean, Draymond's not wrong. I mean, you need to, if you're going to draft high draft picks, like look at Zion right now, right? If you're going to draft high draft picks, you need to make sure you put them in a position to win. You watch the preseason games of the Pelicans now, you can see that they're going to put Zion in a position to win. As if far he can as him, stay on the court, man. yeah, he needs yeah. to lose about 20, 30 pounds. Like he, he needs to. That's a lot of weight for those knees, and that's pretty much what we're seeing right now. He's he's developed into his his grown man body, even though he kind of already had a grown man body. Mm-hmm. But the wear and tear from basketball and how much these kids are playing as youth as youth athletes as young athletes is oh yeah is is starting to really show its. A lot of these draft picks are having injured Lonzo. He hasn't really played his first couple of years because he's been injured. And I wonder how much of that comes down to wear and tear. You know, there was an ESPN article that came out this summer, and I was thinking about doing a story on it. I've seen um, that article that you yeah, talking exa- about. Yeah, exactly. You talk know, about these, AAU players these, and stuff. Yeah, these AAU kids that are playing year-round. That's No professional athlete does that. Well, you know what? one thing that's interesting? When that article came out, um, in my fantasy basketball group chat, uh, there was a huge debate about culture when it uh-huh. came down to that. Okay. And... and we talked about, you know, us being young black kids coming up in the hood yeah. and having bad diets and yeah, how that mm-hmm. affects you yeah. as an athlete 
as you get older. So I wanted to drink teeny juices and 25-cent bags of chips right after, you know what I'm saying? That's and then, like, go, and then like, go ball. It's you know like what I'm the, saying? It's like the boys in the hood thing at yeah. the very beginning, yep, man. Yep, it's like yep. a liquor store on every corner, yep, fast yep, food yep, joint yep. on you every corner. You don't really corner. have a chance yeah. to, to put yourself in a position to have your body ready yeah. from a young age. But you're 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 still just expected to just be you know these these young guys that can just do anything to to be a machine and everybody's exactly. just like oh yeah exactly. these young cats go ahead and, and and run right and you look at somebody like LeBron James mm-hmm. right this guy is in his seventeenth year thirty four I'm jealous he's, he's going to be thirty five years old and this man is he's the Terminator like like have you have you been watching him this preseason I don't I haven't watched him in the preseason just because. I know what to expect. I've watched LeBron in the offseason. Yeah. This is his first offseason where he had fun. It was like the fir- it was the first offseason he had fun. It's the first offseason he's had in it, for the last eight years. It's the first offseason he's had for the last eight years. And he comes in hearing, and there's something, you know, maybe mm-hmm. we'll talk about this time or maybe another time, but he's hearing all these people talking about, oh, like, the, is he the best player in the world anymore? Has he surrendered the mantle? I mean, I don't think so. When LeBron James is on the yoga ball in the offseason on his Instagram, working on his core the way that he is, I just feel bad for the rest of the league. I mean, we we know for a fact there's a difference between season LeBron and playoff LeBron. This guy has been in the league for 17 years. He's mastered how to take breaks on the court. (laughs) Like and and, and people people look at that and they're like. And, you know, they're like, Jordan would never, or like so-and-so would never. It's like, man. Jordan didn't go to eight straight finals. No. And he, he went to six. And he not did, straight, but. And he didn't play for 17 years. And this it's, is it's, true. It's the other thing. And he didn't pl- start playing as young as LeBron yeah. in the league. You know what I'm saying? LeBron's been there since high school. But, like, that's more high mileage minutes on the body, you know, coming straight out of high school to the NBA. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously, I mean, Jordan played in college. It's not like he played at some low-level college, right? He played at UNC, and he went to national championships and stuff like that. So, so I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to knock that, nah. right? But it's like this man came in at 18 years old and is dominating at soon going to be 35 years old. And he, look, he still looks like he looked like. Three or four years ago. I mean, last year, around. last year he was uh, dunking on everybody. Like he dunked on uh, what's the guy from Portland, the center, that, Nurkic. Nurkic. Nur- is it Nurkic? So, so yeah, that, Nurkic got injured, right? He's the yeah, yeah. So well, that, yeah, well, that was that was two years ago. I want to say it was when he was back with the Cavs. I think that's the no one. LeBron. Was it two years ago? Was that the one where he came down the lane and just like smashed it over? Damn, that was the Cavs. Yeah, that yeah, Damn. that that, that, that know, was two years. That ago. That was two years ago. But no, man, he detonated all over that dude, and it's like, Damn, that dude, was two years ago. I know. <laughs> I mean, he was still dunking last year, but it was a little different because because of the injury, right? Nah, because I didn't he, even he miss, I didn't even realize yet. that. Yeah, that was two years ago. I didn't even realize he was on a different team. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like it's just, he looks it's, the same. It's just exactly, and that's and yeah. that kind of goes to my point. Like it's LeBron James, and he hasn't lost a step. I mean, if anything, him watching his son play during the se- off season and all that stuff, like he said, has brought new life into him. I mean, it's it's interesting what the off season has been doing for these players. Like Ben Simmons said, he fell in love with basketball again. Now the man's hitting three point shots in the NBA. <laughs> and, and you know what? Like, what did you think about when you when you watched that shot and you saw everybody's reaction to it and the social media hoopla that like ensued from that? I was happy and I said, "Damn, if this guy's hitting threes, he may be the best." <laughs> like, and and well, <sighs> he's ambidextrous. He he can go to the rack left and 
right hand. He's finally, I remember sending you videos of him shooting. And you be, you texting me back being like, he got to figure out which hand he got to shoot with. Like, he got to tuck that elbow in. And being like, uh. But now, it looks like a jump shot. And you know what? I looked up some stats on this. He had not hit a, free, a, a this, three. This man took 17 three-pointers. His entire career. His entire career hasn't made one. And I've watched, like, shot breakdown clips of him, and he just he had no idea what he was doing. No. Now, I'll say how this. Does, well, how does somebody like that? Because Ben Simmons was the number one pick overall, right? Yeah. So how does somebody with no jump shot in this day and age, how does that person become the number one pick? And then how do they not develop a jump shot and proceed to get a max contract? <laughs> For one, his size at the point guard position, the way he can pass, the way he can set things up, right, is, is special. He's a special passer. He's special in the half court and as a floor general. And here's the thing. I feel like in today's NBA... What you have a lot of, especially in, in, in like these younger draft picks, are guys that are streaky scorers that can, that can shoot and fill it up and can play in transition, but they got to work on the half-court game. And they, yeah. and they, and they There's don't, no half-court game in yeah, the NBA right now. Exactly, and they don't have that. Now, here's it's kind of why the Raptors won, if you, wanna, if you really think about it. They kind of slowed the game down on the Warriors. You give Kawhi the ball— and it's slowing. It's 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 a different type of slowdown yeah. than what James Harden's doing with the Rockets. You know what I'm saying? It's a different type of thing. Like well, it's actual pace being stopped. Like yeah. he's disrupting their game flow, their game plan. You can see it. But like going back to Ben Simmons, so I think that his ability to just like run offense and understand basketball at his size, yeah. And you see the potential there, and it's just like man, if he develop exactly what you said, if he develops a jump shot. He could be the best player in the game. What if Giannis? Soon. What if Giannis develops a jump shot? So, well, same thing because I I think that though I think that Ben Simmons Ben's pro- a better passer. He's a he's a much better passer. He much. came he came into the league a better passer. Though I gotta say he, he is a point guard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a point guard. Though I say I gotta say Giannis his development as a playmaker has been real nice. But but again, that's the thing, right? So you look at look at these two guys, Ben Simmons, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And you look at him and you're like, those two guys could be the best player in the league if they could shoot. That's why you take a chance on a guy like that okay. and you hold out hope for the fact that they can develop this jump shot. And even uh, if they don't, they're still good. Yeah, and they can still be very impactful players and they can find ways to score and they can find ways to help other people score. Now, I think that Giannis is obviously further ahead in terms of developing the jump shot. Yeah, yeah. And this is so, a fact. So he shot, what, 25% from three last year in the regular season. He bumped that up to about 33% in the playoffs. And, and the thing is, he's going to keep getting open opportunities. They're going to make him shoot the ball. That is never going to stop, okay. right? Like, even, even when he gets a little bit older, he's still going to be able to take two steps from the three-point line and, and dunk it all over <laughs> you. Yeah, so they're going to give him the shot because that's what his strength is. That's just is what it is. Right, and same so thing with Simmons. But, this is true. This but is true. It, it's, it's really just all about, and, and I think for Simmons, he's figuring out the form and the confidence to actually be he, like, I'm going to shoot this shot. No, he got the confidence. And I believe I can make this shot. He it's not confidence. just the fact that you're leaving me open. It's like, okay, I'm going to line this up then. He's, up? Li- he's literally, I, I've watched him during the offseason as well. A lot of, like I said, I was sending you videos. And in those videos, he was shooting the ball like, like oh, word? <laughs> You're not going to put a hand in my face? Jump shot. Ah, oh, man. I'm just like, wow. Turn around, fade away on you? I mean, okay. it's, just, it's like, okay, so he's definitely confident. And then to see him hit that one shot, like you said, to see the reaction, to see him hit that one shot, it's kind of as if 
he knew what he was doing, and everyone else was surprised. You know what I'm saying? Like he he knew what was going on. I felt like he knew he was going to shoot that ball. He knew, and, and he knew he was going to make it. Everything, everything yeah. about it, it was just like you said. The confidence was there. The thing that was crazy was the lack of confidence, and everyone else in the building yeah. <laughs> it was just like, and, "Oh my fucking god, he made it." <laughs> this can be true in any level of basketball, and I mean, I had people like old heads, like playing pickup, tell me, mm-hmm. "You have to believe you're going to make the shot." You, you, you got to envision it. You got to envision it. You got to do it. Like you have to know and have confidence in the fact that you are going to shoot this ball and that when you shoot it, it's going to go in. Otherwise, maybe it is best that you don't take the shot. You know, don't just jack a three just because you're there. You know, and I, and I think that, you know, Simmons, to his credit, right, he didn't feel confident shooting three, so he didn't do it. I feel like if he did, it would have hurt the team, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it would have been bad offense. Now, here's one thing that I also want to say, though. Just because he made a couple of threes now, he's not going to go from having that be absolutely no part of his game to so all of a sudden. Like he's a step back three-point yeah, shooter. Yeah, and all of a sudden he's going to be shooting 35% or like whatever league average is. Hmm. But it's like if he can just make the shot occasionally to feel like, okay, I'm wide open. I can cue this up and make like 30% of them or, or maybe slightly under. That's a hell of an improvement it's over what he's been definitely. doing. All right, so— with that being said, since we're talking about the Eastern Conference, we're talking about, you know, Giannis and the Bucks, ben Simmons and the, ben Simmons and the Sixers. You know, we've already kind of mentioned the Lakers and the Clippers and the Warriors and things that have kind of gone on in the offseason. We didn't get too in-depth. But I do want to know right now, do you think that the NBA is back in balance? First no. off, first off, is the, East, is the East wide open? Yes. So the East is wide open. Is the West wide open? The West, I just can't help but feel like it's a two-team race. Between it's just that, it's just that you the Clippers suck. and the Lakers. Yeah, that's I, crazy. I think, Both teams in LA, right? I know, right? Oh my God, that's the city. The city. I, I might have be... to go to a, like a, a Clippers game. <laughs> I'm about to say a Lakers game. I might have to go to a Clippers game. Like it, it, it's it's probably Paul, going... Paul George is one of my favorite players. But yeah, yeah, back to the question: Do you think that because because you subbed out the the Clippers for the Warriors now? Because I mean, look. Steph they lost way too many players. Steph is great, but they're not maybe rebuilding. They're going to make the playoffs, maybe. KD's gone, but like you said. Clay torn ACL. He's not going to be back till the All Star break. Cousins is gone. Quinn Cook's gone. Jordan Bell's gone. Andre Iguodala's gone. Gone. I forgot. And I feel bad for Andre Iguodala. First off, but yeah, he's gone. Sean we, Livingston. We retired. literally we literally did a story on uh, my 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 other yeah, show that I worked yeah. with only a game, and we did a story on Andre Iguodala, and it was like, yeah, I wonder where it's going to be next year. Yeah. The next day, it was like he got he got traded. He got traded. Yeah, <laughs> like, we got to stop doing stories on people because <laughs> so, something always happens. <laughs> something always happens. Yeah, but, but yeah, but so yeah the Warriors, Sean Livingston retired. Their backup point guard. And yeah, now okay, so the Warriors are out of there. Then, do you think it's going to work with Russell, D'Angelo Russell, in? in Steph? I, I feel like their chemistry is all right. I think that you're probably going to still have Steph being the guy who dominates the ball. Yep. At the same time, I think that Steph is probably best suited as a guy who runs around off screens and shoots the basketball. And I think that D'Lo maybe is a little bit more of a natural point guard who is starting to learn how to shoot. Mm-hmm. He's starting to get the stroke together. But Steph, as a passer, has always been like, okay. I would say he's never been an elite passer to me. Yeah, his, he's just he's just flashy. His you know what I'm his his strength is shooting the basketball and running around and getting open and moving and moving without the ball. Sliding That's what through he, those picks. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so I think if you can get a guy in you know in in D'Lo who can allow him to just do that, yeah. and then he can maybe run the offense a little bit more. I still think Steph is probably going to touch the ball the most. Do you think but, it's going to work when Clay comes back? I'll, just, I'll say it this uh-huh. way: I feel like. 
it'll work better. It, it might flow more naturally with Steph, Clay, and D'Lo yep. than it did with Steph, Clay, and KD. Now, now they're not going to be better. I'm not saying that. No, no, no. I'm not but saying they, they definitely did kind of just step back and let KD do his thing when they needed it. Like exactly. that's kind of what they did. They, they don't have that no more. So you're right. So there's going to be more of a chemistry, more of a flow. I think right. so. Anyway, we could we could be wrong. But so that's so what I think. so the, so the NBA is not back in balance. I still think the Western Conference got it. I still I still think the Western Conference is because I think man the clip the Clippers time are out, too time good. Out, man. Time out. Time out. Time out. Last year the Western Conference had it, and the Eastern Conference team won the championship. You're right. So does it is it really fair to say that they have it? Because because well, the guy because the guy who made that happens in the West now because well, yeah this is true but I'm I'm gonna hold out faith in the East because I do believe that with all the the bad chemistry and juju gone from the Celtics that they can actually do something and they can get to the Eastern Conference Finals and be a real so. a real threat towards let's say the Bucks you know what I'm saying it really depends on if the Sixers make it you know what I'm saying because I they do have Al Horford now and I think that he's gonna be an X factor that a lot of people aren't going to think about. When you when you can have Al Horford truly play power forward and you have Joel Embiid at center and they're both stretched the floor, it's going to be a little tough to defend that when you have Ben Simmons, who's now hitting three-point shots, running the show. You know in, in theory, yeah. If, Run, if, in if, theory, if, in if, theory. If Ben Simmons is sitting, Yeah, so now, now here's the thing. Like, I, I don't think it's entirely back in balance. I still think the best teams are in the Western Conference. I that, agree with that, that. I agree with that. But what I was thinking about saying, but I wanted to be more unequivocal in my answer, like mm-hmm. I still think the West has got it. But I think that we are closer now to, to, being, being, back, to being back in balance than we have been in a When while. was the last time it was in balance? <sighs> Because I'm trying to think of a time when it wasn't balanced, and it's it, like it, it was either the East or the West not, winning the championships. I, I feel, yeah, but even even in terms of just like overall talent, though, I feel like it, it hasn't been in this decade. No, because no, I feel no, like the no, because no. the best teams were always in the West, and it just happened to be that you know the the teams that were winning in the East were generally LeBron James teams. All right, so let's go a decade, but let's go a generation before that. Let's say. The last time the NBA was in balance was with, was when the battles were happening between the Celtics and the Lakers. Like back in the day, back in the That's day. That's the, like the 80s. That's 86. Yeah. Because after that, you would say it was the East, East had. The East yeah, had yeah, the, up the, the whole Jordan. And oh, then, God, yeah. And then when the Spurs started winning, the West took it because then you had the Lakers and stuff like that. And, and I mean, really. And they've the, pretty much had it since then. The yeah. West has had it since then. I mean, the Warriors, with that one off by the Cavs. You know, which made Kyrie my favorite player of all time, and then last season with the Celtics made me hate him with all of my guts. <laughs> it's it's it, that one year yeah. it was it, the, the Cavs won the championship, but you're right, it has been in the West. Yeah, and and I think right, it it took special players to turn that around, right? So when you talk about the '90s, right, when you're talking about the East being the stronger conference, dominated by the Knicks, the Pacers, and of course the Bulls and dominated specifically by Michael Jordan. I'm going to say the Rockets, Michael, but the, they was yeah, in the West. Yeah, was yeah, in the West. yeah, exactly. So when Michael Jordan leaves, that opens up a vacuum for Hakeem Olajuwon. And that was a special player and a special Rockets team. And then when Michael Jordan comes back, well, we're done with that Man, now. Jordan stopped a lot of people from getting championships. And then the one I really think about is Charles Barkley, man. I'm like, man, Charles Barkley probably would have had a championship if it wasn't for Jordan. Well, Chuck, Carl Malone. John Stockton. Carl they, Malone don't deserve no championship. <laughs> I, I mean, yo, you know what's funny? You brought up Carl Malone's name, and it's yeah. like that guy got buckets 
for real. Like, Isn't he number two all time? Which is like, why is that not talked about? Is it because he's like... Forget about him, yeah. Yeah, why, why do people just forget about him? Well, well I, I think that some of it is because he was overshadowed for all that time. Because by Jordan. By, by Jordan. And, you know, the fact that he was chasing and covering himself in glory, right? And, and winning six championships. And, I mean... Jordan was a better scorer than than Malone and all that. So he was he was overshadowed, but he kept playing for such a long time and just being able to score points. So he was like one of those longevity things yeah, in, yeah. A, in a way that LeBron, if he takes over as the highest scorer of all time, will be more of a longevity thing. And we're not going to say that LeBron was a better scorer than Jordan because he wasn't. All right. So right now, the NBA, the balance is not back. It's still in the West. But. Who are the top three teams in each conference? So, I'm going with Clippers in the West. As number one? I'm going with Clippers in, Is that solely based on Kawhi? No. It's, okay. it's, based, it's based on Kawhi and PG being in I'm my... i with Pat Beverly, too. Well, Patrick Beverly, and if they bring in... So, okay, one guy that like I low-key have really liked since he was in college, Landry Shamit. Mm, Yo, mm, you throw mm. this man in the starting lineup. That's a nice at shooting the, guard. That's a nice one. Is it Harrell? Her- so I think they might have him coming off. They might have him coming off the bench. Okay. They might start Zubac. Zubac, yeah. They they might, they, start, they might start him, but but dude, but think about that. That's right. That's clutch. That works out. So so you then, have him coming off the if bench. you got Montrezl Harrell coming off the bench, Lou Williams coming off the bench as a scorer as well. Yeah. Man, All right, so you could, got the Clippers in number they, one. They have they have a nice. Deep lineup yeah. with some with like they're with some good defensive players with so. some good defensive players and some some close if they can have a nice closeout lineup man you put Montrezl you put Montrezl Harrell in the game as your center and like closing with or like Lou, power forward PG, and closing time yo Kawhi the, the, Pat Beverly yeah you're right all right so they're number one in the West nice what's the other two teams in the West well Lakers I mean because. <laughs> Because the next natural thing to say, right, it, it, that's crazy. The yeah, two- why is no one putting no respect on the— so, All right, so the Lakers. We're not even going to get into the Lakers. Your third team. Rockets. Okay, I was about to say, yeah. no one's putting no respect on no, the Rockets. I, yeah, and, and that's the thing. I don't I don't want to act like I've completely forgotten about the Rockets. I just don't think they're at that that next level. Mm. And and my and my questions are because the the star power is undeniable with James Harden and Russ. You and think then, that that's going to work? That's the thing. I'm not sure, man. Because I think I think Russ is mature enough at this point to realize that he needs to take a step back and let James do his thing. I think, James was a young boy yeah. when they had him before, so he probably tried to sun him then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, man, this ain't yeah. your team. It's our team. But now it's like I left to go get my own team, and this, now that you're here, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, this this is James Harden's team. It is absolutely. It, James it, it is James Harden's team. And I think I think Russ gets it now. Now the thing is that while that's true, Russ and and I mean he 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 can sh- he shares the ball, and you know he's still a dynamic player. Mm-hmm. I just think like like even like the other day, right? Like he had like seven turnovers or something like that. Mm. Having having the and, and I know it's preseason. And I don't want to act like preseason is the be all end all. Like these are not real NBA minutes. At the same time, when you look at the two of those guys coexisting and trying to play make all the time, there's going to be points where James Harden is going to dominate the ball and Russ is going to be like, yo, my turn. I'm going to do some stuff. And if he's bricking shots and turning the ball over and doing all the crazy Russ things that he did in Oklahoma City that you basically had to put away, you had to put up with because he was your best player and that was just it. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
That that's There's really what, no space for that in Houston. No, and that's what drove CP3 out of town because they because he thought that he was on James Harden's level, and he tried to play, you know, and and tried to do that whole my turn thing, and it didn't work out. Didn't now work out. I think that Russ can do that though. He can do that. You can do the my turn with Russ if he if he if he stays within his limits as a player and not yeah. force up a bunch of three because he shot horribly last year, like. One of the worst, I think probably the worst three-point shooter in the league last year. and I think he was, yeah. Yeah, you know. and He, and, was, he was definitely down and there. that's not good for your starting point guard, you know what I'm saying? Especially for someone as dynamic as him, who's a triple-double a triple double threat every single and, year. And, and in fairness to Russ, if we're going to be fair about it, it was probably, and so much of what he's done in Oklahoma City is because... He had to. Because he had to do it, because yeah. it's not like they were going to do anything of meaning without him going crazy and putting up true. forty point triples doubles. So maybe I, he, so maybe he adjusts his game, and if he adjusts his game, and they both just learn how to play with each other and play off of each other, and obviously Mike D'Antoni is going to stagger their minutes so that they're not always on the court together. You know, you can have Russ leading the second unit, you know, and and then you know have him take a rest, and then James Harden comes back in the game and stuff like that. Like they're going to have that option, and the Rockets. I mean, they still have Eric Gordon. People forget about how good he is as a role player. Like, yo, yo, my guy, for fellow is fellow he, he Hoosier gonna, man. He's going to be coming off the bench. And that's the thing. That was his role. Yeah. And he was really good in that role. Yeah, yeah. That's yo, I, re- I remember when he was dueling with Etwan Moore oh my to God. be Indiana Mr. Basketball, man. That's wild. And and they played each other. Um, in they, I can't remember what year I was in high school when they played each other. But they played each other in the state championship. Etuan Moore versus Eric Gordon. Etuan Moore is from East Chicago, Indiana, so he's from my neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Etuan Moore got the better of him, but mm. Eric Gordon put up like 30 points, you know, because mm. that's how he got down. Okay. But but yeah, Eric Gordon coming off the bench, I mean, that's big, that right? To big. be able that to have big. that on your second unit, you still got Clint Capella. You know, you still got you some still, role players that They still that can have shoot. Clint Capella. I forgot about that. I thought the yeah. Celtics was going to get him. Alright, well, now that we talk about the Celtics, and I, well, I just brought up the Celtics, let's switch over to the Eastern Conference. Yeah, it was Top three teams in the Eastern Conference. And this is tough. It is tough, because I think that in the Eastern Conference, you have, you know, even if they're not quite at the same level as, like, Clippers-Lakers, in my mind, yeah. You got some really good teams up there that are all vying for that top spot. So I'm gonna go with Bucks number one. Bucks number one. Giannis I'm, reigning. I'm understanding that. Yeah. yeah, Giannis reigning MVP. And again, I just think that if he can continue elevating his three point shot and continue playmaking, like come on, he's gonna find he's gonna find people open. You you got Chris Middleton who is emerging into a star. First off, Chris Middleton, like I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to pick him up on my fantasy team. I got my fantasy draft yeah. coming up, and I, I need to pick up a lot of these players that was, like you said, emerging into stars. All right, so you got Bucks at number one. Number two, who do you have? I went with Sixers. Sixers at number two. Okay, number three. I mean, the squad, man. No, I, that's what I'm saying. I can't. I, I, I understand. I understand that one-two punch. Number three, I'm very interested in who you have at number three in the Eastern Conference. Yo. I went with Nets. You went with the Nets? I went with the Nets. Oh my God. I would thought you would have said like the Heat, maybe the Pacers. I'm, I'm maybe at, the Celtics. Because no. I'm going with the Celtics at number three. And that that's fair because I'm, I'm I, rocking with Kimba Walker. I think Kimba and Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart says something very smart. I mean, <laughs> that was funny. Marcus Smart says something about Kimba. Yeah. He said, finally, I have a player. That's just like me, who's hungry and stuff like that. And, and you know, obviously he's taking shots at Kyrie. But 
it says a lot about Kimba Walker. If Mark, because Marcus Smart's a scrappy player, you know what I'm saying. And if Kimba's really hungry and want to go get it, I think that that's just gonna it's gonna kind of be reminiscent of when it was here, except yeah. better. Except except that Kimba's better. Exactly. And and, and and I think that in terms of caliber of player, mm-hmm. Kemba and Kyrie are on similar levels. Yeah, pretty much. But I think that the makeup is is different as you as you mentioned. Yeah. And. Kemba's not, Kemba's not as weird as Kyrie. Like, nah, like Kyrie nah. is weird. And Terry Rosier is gone too. I think that the Terry Rosier, Kyrie Irving. It was it was a little it was, poisonous. It was a it was it, it was, was literally the toxic relationship that was the doom of the of the of the Celtics. Yeah. The Kyrie Irving, Terry Rosier rift that's going on behind the scenes that nobody wants to acknowledge is the reason why the Celtics ended up how they ended up last year. If I was Danny Ainge, I would have got Rosier out of there early. You know what I'm saying? If I wanted to keep Kyrie. But then at the same time, Kyrie, at the end of the day, shown has shown that he's not the leader that he even wants to be. Like, he's not... He needs and to he, go, said, he said it. He, he needs to go it. back to leadership school and start from scratch. You know what I'm saying? And then and, and, and revisit. Yeah. So Now, here's why I'm thinking about the Nets a little bit. In yeah, because that, yeah, that, that surprised that me. There, no KD, and yeah, you still, no, still get the Nets number three. So, so, so it's Kyrie... Boo. But even but even with yeah I know right not but, you I know your he, name's Kyrie but I'm talking but, about the but even without that though uh-huh. they got a nice squad man yo Spencer I'm no respect yeah Spencer Dinwiddie okay. who who like I remember watching him in training camp with the Bulls like three years ago or something mm, like no, that no he's good he's good and, yeah but he's he's coming to his own with what the about, Nets I didn't entirely all... see that coming you got. Chris LeVert. I would say Chris LeVert, Chris the guy LeVert. that broke his leg. Doug. He's nice. Yeah, he's, he's nice. nice. Doug, Torian Prince is letting it fly from three right wow, now. Wow, they got Torian Prince too. Wow, Torian the Brooklyn, Brooklyn. I haven't been paying attention to the Nets. And, 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 and the only reason I ain't been paying attention, like I said, is because I'm on a hate Kyrie train right now. No, man. That, and, and, and it hurts. It hurts me deep down, man. It's fair. You and, know what I'm saying? I try to give my man yeah. the benefit of the doubt to be the leader he said he wants to be. And he goes to Brooklyn. Yeah, and, and they and they got they got some decent three point shooters too. Like like uh, another guy that I remember just you know watching him at the end of the bench with the Cavs, Joe Harris. Yo, I'm yo, that man's an all star. Joe Harris is Joe, an all star. Joe Harris bro. is an all star. They got Jared Allen. That's going to be good. They still got Wilson Chandler too. They brought in DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan. Like, and, and I mean, okay, maybe he's not like you know this dominant big three kind of force or whatever, but he's a rebounder. He's I, a shot blocker. Like they got a nice little I, squad. The bro. Nets. The Nets. Are no longer an eighth seed in the playoffs. Yeah, no, they're, they are. They they're, are they're competing playoff, for top half. They are a playoff contender. Yeah, and and I think Celtics are competing for top half too. Okay, you know, top half in the Eastern Conference. I mean, I think it's interesting, man. Honestly, I think it's just interesting to see the change in the yeah. NBA since the off season. I mean, since the end of the season last year, leading into this season, man, and all I, the all the craziness that happened. That's, the that's the thing that's amazing about basketball, man. Mm-hmm. Because it's and, and, and yeah, you get like you know fourteen player, you know thirteen, fourteen player rosters or, or whatever. But one guy or two guys can change the face of your team. Mm-hmm. Like that is nuts. Because because you look at it and like you know so so I I watch a ton of football. I watch a lot of baseball. Mm-hmm. You know and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Those rosters are are so much bigger. So, yeah, maybe you can have one transcendent guy that's going to come in and make a difference, but usually just adding one guy to your current roster and swapping nothing else out is not going to change everything for you. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. I mean, it's not going to crazy everything. It's not going to change everything for you, but right now the way the NBA's working, it could. You know what I'm saying? It absolutely could. It, Kawhi changed everything for the Raptors. It's, it's, last year. it's five dudes on the floor, man. You but add look, you add one superstar 
Yeah, Kawhi up. changed everything for the Raptors last year. He came to the Clippers this year, and he brought another superstar with him. And that's probably going to change things. And the Clippers were good. This is true. The Clippers were good, this and now true. they got those They teams. almost eliminated the Warriors last year. <laughs> that was crazy. But look, we still haven't talked about a lot, and we still have much more coming up on the next episode. we got to talk about rookies. we got to mm-hmm. talk about the rookie class that's coming into the league right now. And I want to know who do you think is going to win rookie of the year. Don't answer that right now. We're going to answer that on the next episode. And I also want to know where you think certain teams are going to fall when it comes playoff time. I want to sit down and I want to do a mock playoff. What do you, what do you call mock it? Mock playoff bracket? Yeah, no, I, want to do, I want to do a mock playoff bracket that's gonna be fun. right now at the beginning of the season so we can s- compare that as the season goes and see if any of these teams that we've picked to be in the top eight in each conference are actually going to be there. You know what I'm saying? I think people are sleeping on the Bulls. I think the Bulls could be one of the top three teams in the East. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If pe- no one's talking about them. Mm. Um there's a lot of things we can do. So, Yo, that speaks to my heart as a, as a Chicago guy. We can oh talk about God. that next time. Real quick before, before we hop off. Yeah. Who's winning Tuesday night, Clippers or Lakers? Who you got? This is, oh, this is the yeah, season yeah, opening open, night. Opening, opening night. night. I'm going with, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, low-key, I'm actually, I think, you know, I, I, I like the Lakers, but I might go with the Clippers here because I feel like LeBron James on on opening night, not so much him, but like, you know, teams like, you know, been really hyped up on opening night and, and stuff like that. Haven't always won. I'm so. going with the Lakers because of Avery Bradley. <laughs> My guy. I'm going with Avery Bradley's going to lock down Kawhi and we're going to win. He ain't a, not we're going to win, but they're going to win because I'm rocking with the Celtics for the championship. But yeah, so I, I think that's what's going to happen. But yeah, until next time, signing off. I think I know basketball with your host, Marquise, and my co-host, Kyrie. Well, he's really the host. I'm kind of his co-host. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back. Heard they've been hating a lot. Because I'm putting change in the pot. They hoping and praying I stop. Don't want me swerving the drop. Grind for whatever I got. Bitch, I'm the cream of the crop.